0: does have it all all of our pre-owned vehicles are hubler q certified which include a 128 point vehicle inspection a free carfax vehicle history report and two warranties a two-year 100,000 mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day 1,000 mile comprehensive warranty visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com
1: you're listening to the best of kevin inquiry on 93.5 and 1075 the fan
2: kevin bowen Andy Swinney, Mark Dyson producing today. I'm jacked up. You guys ready? Lest you thought, lest you fellas thought that we would have nothing to talk about on a Monday. You better believe it. Anthony, Richard, uh, Anthony Richardson doesn't play on Saturday. Jonathan Taylor back with the team. What does that mean? I'm the new guy. How much do I have to introduce myself, which will be very uncomfortable over the next three hours. But we got you uh, on this Monday on the fan. Kevin, good, uh, good morning. I'm used to being
3: on in the afternoons. What's happening, my man? It's I mean, good to see you. Well, it's great to see you as well. Should we go around the circle and do like an interesting fact about ourselves? Is there like a creative, you know, family history
4: tree that we should know? Do like, I have to stand up in front of everybody? Hello.
3: Kind of like raise
4: say, your hand. Say two truths and a lie. Yeah, g- <laughs> give us an icebreaker
3: here to start this Monday oh, morning. Oh, man. Um, I will start here. I would say um, just based off, what, 12 hours, I- I- even if 12 hours of text messages back and forth Sunday, you have already prepared more for this show than Jake Query did in 21 months. Uh-huh.
2: Yep. <laughs> well, what you guys will have to understand is, uh, right now, I am in Indianapolis alone. I'm I uh, I'm sitting at a local uh, bar alone, usually, which is a funny and sad sight. And so I have nothing to do, fellows, but to be ready for the radio show at 7 a.m. I- I'm
3: I have a feeling Mark can probably speak to this, but two months out from welcoming your first child into the world, if you are at a bar alone, that that sounds like baby moon for you. So I would take full advantage of that while you can I am. before reality hits. It's exactly what I'm doing. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, I'm uh, I'm thrilled. Uh, you know, I said this to our listeners last week. I've heard some great, great things. I've listened to your show in Louisville, and I'm really excited I'm not only for ourselves here in the morning, but obviously from noon to three with Jake, and I hope he is deep into some REM sleep right now as he gets ready for uh, and I say get get ready. I say that tongue in cheek. We know there's no preparation whatsoever. But uh, Jake and Jimmy Cook will have you from noon to three today, and then of course JMV and oh, Greg Doyle. He's going to join us at eight thirty. Joel Erickson at nine. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Greg Doyle is the perfect guest to have on for your first show, but nonetheless, <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, you will you will see some uh, well, interesting thoughts from him.
2: I like Greg Doyle. So the last time I had Greg Doyle on the radio uh, would have been back in his CBS Sports days mm-hmm. when he'd always get Kentucky basketball fans angry at him for whatever reason. He was a flamethrower back then. <laughs> yeah, you damn right he was. Uh, and he wrote the column obviously over the weekend there at the Indy Star. Uh, he'll join us, what, about 8.30 or so. Uh, we'll talk with Greg Doyle because he was harsh on the Indianapolis Colts, and that is the story. Listen, I think what we do today is we do kind of what Mark said. Uh, I tell you truths, and I tell you lies about myself, and you guys can figure it out uh, as we go. But I know what the lead story is Anthony Richardson does not play? Uh, I know Mark was there with uh, what family members, right? Mark, Single daughter, oh, okay. First, okay daughter, there you go. Uh, so Mark was there. He was live tweeting. So I was I was following him and obviously watching the game and everything else. Uh, personally, Kevin, I did not think Anthony Richardson was going to play. Uh, I did not think that uh, Steichen talked. You know, he was asked about that. You know, a couple different times, and then they didn't really announce it. And so when you know when it wasn't, hey, Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson, Anthony. It was everything else. It was get down there, drink the three dollar Bud Lights. It was uh, the window's going to be open. You know the tweet from Jim Irsay and everything else. Uh, and boom, he doesn't play. What was your reaction? Because I think I think there are a couple reality. I think there are a couple realities here. Uh, I think there is reality number one. Now I don't know how this changes for this week with the Eagles and the joint practices right. and the final <laughs> preseason game and everything else. But there's two realities. There, I mean, you know this. The reality, number one, it's simple, is, is the NFL now has went all in on these practices now mean more than preseason games. And the reality, too, is uh, whenever you go to a preseason game and if you, if you go expecting something or if you go spending money and expecting something, uh, come on. We, we all know the preseason games are, are valued so very little. But it's difficult for me, and I think this is probably how the majority of Colts people think, uh, when you have a guy with 13 starts and you have a guy with, what, 20, what was it, 23 uh, 23 reps in game number one against Buffalo, one of those included, obviously, the interception, uh, you know, game one's a-coming, right? And those games are going to mean something. Uh, so I wake up today looking at all the stuff on Saturday night, guys, and looking at all the stuff on Sunday. I sit back and, I, I mean, I kind of feel like the majority of Colts fans are, are not happy about it. It.
3: No, they are pissed, and I I think understandably so. And I guess there's two sides of it for me, Andy. You know, first is I thought the Colts were a bit shady and a bit coy in how they announced that or I guess to your point, they never announced it. You know, I, yeah, that's I thought, why I didn't think he was going to play. Yeah. I, I'm like, wait a minute, Shane Steichen's going to be noncommittal on Wednesday, and then he was supposed to meet the media on Thursday, and then all of a sudden practice ends and it's like, no, Shane Steichen's not going to talk. And I'm like, wait, what? He, it, it's on the schedule that he's supposed to talk. This is a very rare for the Colts to have that happen with their media availability. And then nothing happens until Saturday night. And I I don't know, maybe Jake Query kind of rubbed off on me, but I'm not wearing a conspiracy hat very often. But I'm like, wait a minute, are they just like not going to announce it because they want people to attend the lone home preseason game of the year <laughs> Yes. and think that Anthony Richardson is <laughs> going to play? Because, Andy, yeah. I, yeah. I, I know Louisville's on not an NFL market, but you know full well all these teams announce whether their right. quarterbacks are going to play or not. Matt Eberflus announced it Thursday night. Justin Fields is not going to play. In the home preseason game. So, uh, to be totally honest with you, I thought it was kind of shady by the Colts and how they handled the lack of an announcement with that. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way, especially when you have a lot of people that go to these preseason games because it is somewhat of an affordable ticket. Well, compared and, there's, to, and there's one. And there's only and, one. And, and there's one this year. Because now we right. have a three-game preseason slate. So, I guess I'll start there. Secondly, I thought he should have played in the game. Um, I feel like with the new coaching staff off four wins from last season, it's just a poor message to send to your football team when you're like, yeah, we're going to run Gardner Minshew and you know play 20 of 22 reserves to be in the starting lineup, which right. is what they did on Saturday night. Um, and I think it just kind of sums up where this franchise has been over the last half dozen years. Uh, they've been such a pathetic start to season team. Um, if you look in the Chris Ballard era, they are one of the worst, if not the worst team in the month of September. Uh, and I think it's a byproduct of how they handle training camp, and I think it's a byproduct of how they handle the preseason. And so, to me, it's the totally wrong message to send to your starting unit to a new offensive staff or a new head coach to say, "Yeah, we're gonna, yeah, let, let's just play the backups in week two of the preseason." So again, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way as well. Up uh, to your point, I think Richardson needs game reps. I, I, I think you know, shedding that red jersey, and you know, I said it late last week. Andy, you watch a lot of college football. In college football, you look at a board on the sideline and it has a picture of Beyonce, <laughs> Trump, a bag of, Doritos, a bag of Doritos, and you know yeah. and, and whatever. <laughs> and an iceberg. Yoda. And you're Yoda. like, yeah, uh, okay, that means I line up here and that means we're going to run is, this play. Is, is Notre Dame going
2: to be doing that? Do they do that this well, year? Hey, Under uh, Freeman? Do you have any? I, I uh, see uh, with the shirt uh, on. Shirt they play on. this week.
3: Is that in Germany, by the way? Where is week that? Week zero in Dublin. Dublin. Yeah, I hope it goes better than Northwestern's week zero game <laughs> last year. Remember, Northwestern <laughs> Beats Nebraska. Everyone's like sleeper team in the Big Ten West, yeah. and lo and behold, you see where Northwestern. Well, football. can
2: can you be a sleeper when you when you beat Northwestern in Week Zero? <laughs> Does that make you a sleeper? It's not exactly you know beating LSU
3: or something like that. No, God bless the Big Ten West, and Purdue football fans certainly know it. So again, I I had an issue with it. Um, I, I think game reps are absolutely vital for him, and you know you were out there last week. You know Mark and I sat there and watched the Thursday practices with the Bears. Andy, at one point during practice, probably in a handful of play period, the Colts offense had three penalties that wiped out Anthony Richardson completions. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is a reminder of life with Anthony Richardson and the calls that you're going to implement in a game are a lot different than gardner Minshew calls. So the offense, I think, needs to get used to what Anthony Richardson offense is like. So for that reason as well, um, I didn't agree with it. For what it's worth... Shane Steichen said on Saturday night he's leaning towards playing the starters uh, coming up here on Thursday in Philly. But, again, I thought the Colts were extremely shady in how they handled it. And that's not something that that, that I typically say. I'm not one of these people that think Colts are, you know, whatever, conspiracy theorists and, you know, hide all this information. That's not usually something that I go down, but I thought they handled it in a really poor manner. They're taking it on this one.
2: Yeah, uh, I think the yeah. majority of people agree with you, do they yeah. not? I,
3: I think there's a small minority. It's like, it's the preseason. Who cares? Trust, Stay healthy. Trust Steichen. He and, knows you know, what he's doing. You were missing been... a couple offensive linemen, but I'm like, you know what? Ryan Kelly getting banged up during the season is probably something that's going to happen. So, Anthony Richardson should get used to Danny Pinter. And the other, uh, other offensive lineman that was out was Will Fries, and there's probably some people that are like, Will Fries shouldn't be in the starting <laughs> lineup <laughs> anyways. Right. So, I, I didn't have I might that, be one of those <laughs> that, that big of a problem with it. Um, again, this week joint practice they will board a plane to philly today joint practice with the eagles coming up on tuesday and then uh, their preseason finale thursday unless i missed it i think amazon prime is your only option for thursday typically in the local markets in the regular season these thursday night games get picked up by one of the local Mm -hmm. right um, tv affiliates here in town but i have not seen that so I'll, i'll continue to try and keep an eye on that um but I guess what? Go seven-day free free trial with Amazon if you don't have an Amazon Prime account? Well, it's one of those things. Besides Jack
2: Ryan, I'm not sure exactly what you have Amazon Prime for anymore. Right? I mean, and these NFL games. Now, this that doesn't bother me. I know some people are very bothered by it. Sure. Uh, you know, baseball fans, I know they, they put the Yankees on all sorts of different things to get people to watch them. Sorry, Jimmy Cook, no one wants to watch your damn Yankees anymore. <laughs> uh, again, the wake-up call here on The Fan, uh, 239-1070, hanging out with you until 10 o'clock. Greg Doyle will join us coming up at 830. Let me ask you guys this, and obviously the Jonathan Taylor stuff, Jim Ursay speaking in the third quarter, we got to get to that. Because Jonathan Taylor, uh, when we say he's back, is he back? He's not back. It's a hold in. It's all those other things. That's a conversation. Listening to you guys getting ready for this job, um, I, I was kind of lukewarm on the Jonathan Taylor stuff, and I do not feel I am not lukewarm anymore. So I feel like I have a much more pointed uh, conversation. They need to get Jonathan Taylor cooking. Uh, I mean, whatever, whatever conversations calming the waters. We can dive into that in a little bit. You know, I was. Looking. I did have to laugh at the calming yeah, the ahead.
3: waters comment. You know, Ursay and it with, you know, we need Chris Bauer to calm the waters. I'm thinking, wait, didn't you stir up the waters? Yeah, well, yeah. I guess that's what happens when the boss tells you to yeah. do something that you, you know. Bauer has to clean it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yes, we'll certainly talk. Jonathan Taylor with us. I know, I think our listening audience hopefully was listening a little bit last week, but, you know, more into the life of Andy Sweeney. For those that somehow missed your appearances on our airwaves last week, you hail from Louisville, but technically, Sellersburg, Indiana, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've lived in southern Indiana. I've been paying, uh, don't worry, I've been paying my Indiana taxes for the better part of 29 years.
3: Now, in that market, are we talking a lot of Indiana
2: basketball Uh, they are no doubt the third wheel to kentucky and louisville okay uh there is no doubt about it and something happened actually two things happened to iu that i want to get to on the back end of the show i did text you guys yesterday well uh, this damn uh watch shot I, I, I don't know okay. okay there we go I, I don't know um, I don't want to get into it you know power hour seven o'clock maybe later on in the show we can get to that but yeah I mean that that's me uh, been doing radio there for the better part of us uh, since about 2006 in a couple different capacities and uh, I mean listen I am I'm like energized I'm jacked up I'm ready to go I like I, I'm, ex- I'm I'm humbled I'm excited uh, to be here uh, I'm glad you guys are fine with putting up with me. I think Jake is happy. He gets... I guess Jake just went to bed at 5 a.m. and woke up an hour later. I'm always confused. Because he always looked so uh,
3: damn tired last week. Every day I saw him. I'm always confused. What's he doing, you know, early in those wee hours? Like, is he just scratching booze, sitting there watching reruns of...
4: Seinfeld or something? Watching about a lot of like infomercials, I assume. A lot of Ginsu knives in the query yeah, household. Yeah, exactly. Does he play
2: like late night poker? Does, uh, does no, he does he I have don't. an addiction that we need to worry about? Because he was always so tired. The fact I that don't. he
4: posted a video that said like a six oh five wake up call and he changed it to eleven. I'm like, you need an eleven a.m. Can you imagine? Call? I I couldn't. I don't think with kids I can sleep in past eight. Yeah, I, I can't imagine in.
3: needing an eleven oh five a.m. alarm at all. Um. Fandom, little giants. That would be New York Giants, not the Little Giants. A great movie, by the way. <laughs> uh, and and it, I, I thought you are a Yankees fan. You took a little jab there. I am Jimmy Cook there. Well, so. yeah, you know, I have to do that. Are they looking towards twenty twenty four? Did I? I mean, did they I, might be see looking
2: to, towards twenty twenty seven at this point.
3: Uh, so <laughs> not exactly New York sure. Giants, which now I feel like it was like Colts East with some of their moves uh, here in the off season. Uh, Yankees. Anything else from a fandom standpoint we no. should know about? Again, I am a very unapologetic. Uh, probably borderline insane. Notre Dame basketball and Notre Dame football fan.
2: Well, you, that that is what everyone's told me. I th- I think last week someone said you worship Notre Dame.
3: You worshiped Notre Dame. I'm like, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, no. worshiping Notre. Maddie's still you- asleep, so I can probably say this. Yeah. I. I in some order, it's uh, Notre Dame football, <laughs> my family, Tiger Woods, bacon, and Doritos. Okay. So I don't know how many games you go to, but you know, I don't think it'll be too difficult.
2: You know, I can pull a couple, you know, pull a couple strings. uh, Maybe get uh, Andy and KB in that. Uh, Mark, if you want to go with you and you know, with all your kids Uh and all your Adobe editing over there. uh, If you want to go, you know, they play at Louisville this year. At Louisville, yeah, that's right. There might might be some. There might be some strings that could be pulled. And the fighting Jeff
3: Brahms will be up here, right, to take on IU. Did you catch this by the way on Friday? We were out at the back nine golf event. It was great seeing everybody out there. Thank you everybody that came out um, to our first back nine fan outing. So we were on floor three and it was a great turnout and really enjoyed our time. All of a sudden, I go down to floor two at one point and I see Tom Allen yelling LEO. Yeah. Did you? Did you? Uh, I, did, well, did you catch this?
2: Okay, so I did not catch this because you know being the new guy. Yeah, uh, and I was very thankful that I got to do this mm-hmm. uh, instead of staying there and you know you know pounding some drinks with uh, everybody else. It was a great time. I was there for a little while. Yeah, um, <laughs> I went to the Colts luncheon. Oh, I got, nice! I got Whoa! Yes, yeah, yeah, you Look like at that? that. Yeah. Now, go where f-
3: is that? J.W. Mary? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's
2: where it was. So I got to do that. Uh, that Susie Kobler was, was, was there. Say, that oh. was the old. Be struggling, careful. struggling. Yeah. Joe well, Namath wasn't nearby, was he? Well, okay. So you guys mentioned that. Ursay brought that up. Did
3: he really? Damn oh did. He did. Oh, my gosh. Yes, he did. Coach Ursa.
2: And everyone was looking around. I'm like, let's go. Wait, let's wait, wait. wait. Time out, time out.
3: In, in what context? How was this brought up? Well,
2: he's like, you know, she's a professional uh, broadcaster, and she fought off Joe Namath.
1: I want to kiss you.
3: <laughs> I couldn't care less about the team Actually, struggling. Actually, I am laughing at I wanna that. I want to kiss you.
0: Thanks, Joe. Yeah. A huge compliment. Yeah, I do that's think that's Susie Colbert's
3: is outstanding. At what she does, so I, I was very happy to see, you know, for the Colts' sake, that she was a kickoff lunch at MC. So, anyways, I I, I walked down there. Tom Allen's yelling Leo, and I believe what Ugh. Indiana was doing was they practiced at Lucas Oil Friday morning because again they play Louisville there coming up gets week That's three. A cu- it's a couple weeks, yeah, um, down the road. So I guess now we're less than a month away. But uh, then they had practice, or then they had a little um, outing at. The back nine, so it was us on floor three, and the Hoosiers on floor two. Everybody thought it was the Bears, I'm like oh, yes. God,
4: Iu, and like oh, gosh, went over the crowd. Oh, it's just Tom Allen
0: running. I'm
2: around. like, no, nah. a couple people are like, yeah, it's the Bears, and I go, no, nah, I think it's Indiana. uh I'm pretty sure they're all wearing crimson and cream, uh, uh, crimson and cream. Excuse me, not Tom Green.
3: So you are posted up in an Airbnb here yeah. locally, correct? Yes. Yeah, so okay. I am.
2: So I am doing. It's funny. uh All of the, and I've said this 900 times, and I know people are tired of it around here. I'm doing all the stressful things at once. New job. I'm going to have a new house here in a couple weeks. Me and my wife did that. Uh, we you know, we feel pretty good. We have that locked locked up, obviously. And then, uh, yeah, my wife's having a, our first child in like two months. So, <laughs> so it's the trifecta of stuff uh, in your life, and we're just kind of jamming it all in a few months. So here we are. So yes, I am living by myself. Uh, my refrigerator looks like dude living by himself uh it is beer it is you know the arnold palmer uh drinks uh-huh. you know oh, those okay. are good those are good by the way yeah uh i got those and like a bunch of lunch
3: meat care to share the bar that you were posted up at or or, or do you want that to be your hideout spot no
2: here? uh was it the uh,
3: okay so i'm on the next i'm on weeks. mass
2: avenue oh yeah, uh, yeah. it's a uh, chantham tap I believe, uh, Chatham, yeah. Chatham. Yeah, Chatham. Yeah, there you go. Chatham. So Tatt. that's
3: where they did were you there yesterday for the Women's World Cup final? Okay, I was that's I was, the big soccer bar.
2: Yeah, it's the big soccer bar, and there is a soccer match tonight or today at three o'clock. Uh I will probably not be there for that. I don't okay. care that much about it. I'm not really that uh soccer guy, but no, there were a bunch of guys who had who had money on the tennis match last night. Oh, Djokovic against uh, uh Alcaraz. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounded so. like a thriller. It was a thriller. It was also three hours, and it wasn't even halfway through. And the guy next to me said he had been there for three hours watching it. God knows how many Guinness he had. I'm like, you can drink that many
3: Guinness? I feel like having a Guinness is kind of a five course meal. Having an Irish car bomb is certainly a five course meal. But you know what? With Notre Dame and Navy on Saturday at two thirty, I might need a car bomber two.
2: One thing I want to, I, 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 we can talk about after the break or whatever. Uh, I, I looked at Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, what they have done in the preseason. They both played over the weekend. Snap wise, right? yes, they did. Stroud played twenty two snaps. Bryce Young twenty one. Bryce Young was bad in game one. Uh, he was better in game two. But you know, whatever. And, and C.J. Stroud, I'm much more of an Anthony Richardson fan than him. I know some Ohio State fans may not like that. Uh, But I do have, as we go today, a question for you guys. Like, what changes on Thursday? If Richardson didn't play because of the harsh practices against the Bears, fair enough. Uh, But now you have a game on Thursday, and the Eagles have the best or second-best roster in the NFL.
3: Yeah, and again, it sounds like Shane Steichen has alluded to the fact that the starters will play a little bit more. You know, something I like... On top of the, you know, you're actually calling plays in a huddle. You're actually shedding a red jersey. You know, Shane Second really harped on, like, we treat the joint practices like it's a game. Again, you guys were out there last week. The joint practice periods, for the most part, they are scripted. Right. So, if you have an incompletion, it's not just second and 10. Like it, it, If you have a holding penalty, it's not first and 20. And so, when Richardson throws an interception like he did in Buffalo to start that game... Guess what? There are ramifications for that. Right. You're down seven nothing after that, and you put your defense in a horrible position. And now you've got to hop off the bench and come back from that. That's what I like about being in those game moments. And you saw it a lot, Andy, being in the SEC. You know Richardson had 13 starts. So sure, there are some of those moments in college where he has to deal with the unscripted nature to it. But there's not a lot. And obviously, Florida did not have a good season last year. So it's not like he had a. A whole lot of meaningful moments there so those are some other reasons why I think it would have been beneficial for him to play as Andy said Greg Doyle gonna join us at eight thirty. Joel A. Erickson at nine o'clock certainly heavy amount of Colts conversation I will sneak this in here um I've got like an affinity Andy for the Olympics the okay. World Cup stuff um I really enjoy kind of like the international sports scene because I don't know. I just find it cool that, like, oh boy, you're wearing USA on your chest. I think that'd be like really awesome for an athlete to experience that. Tyrese Halliburton right now, heading to the Philippines with the World Cup team as they start their World Cup here late this week. Did you happen to see any of that yesterday from Anthony Edwards and Tyrese Halliburton? Yeah, they got down. They were down in one point. They're down the fourth quarter. I think it was 16 or 17 in the third and then down, yeah, into the fourth, and Halliburton was pretty darn impressive off the bench for them. Anthony Edwards had 34. He was the headliner, certainly for Team USA. But Halliburton Uh, Made his impact big time, more as a score so far in their exhibition games. He's kind of been the quarterback with that second unit and just really getting everybody involved. And I don't know how much you guys followed it in Louisville, but the thing that really stood out to me about Halliburton last year when he all of a sudden became like NBA All-Star, him facilitating and quarterbacking and being the game manager... I felt like he always had that, but I thought where he impressed me the most last year was like, oh wait, this dude can score at an NBA mm-hmm. level. Like he he can give you 20 a night, maybe even a little bit more night in and night out. Again, it's the international scene. I mean, Germany certainly has some NBA players, and Dennis Schroeder, the two um, Wagner brothers, Daniel Tice, who I always forget is on the Pacers. Um, so they, they certainly have some names. But in those moments yesterday, Team USA, a little shaky. Obviously, Edwards has 34, but Halliburton as a score really took over in that third quarter, and kind of spearheaded that, that comeback. And again, it's a little premature to go here, but Andy, I think we've seen with these Team USA experiences... If you play well, A, you could be on the Olympic team coming up next year. Well, it's all positive. And B, yeah you're indirectly trying to recruit some guys to potentially play for the Pacers. <laughs> okay, I'm point. glad you
2: mentioned, because that's exactly, that's exactly where I was going. It's funny, the first 20 minutes, we're talking about guys not playing. Whether it's Anthony Richardson not playing on Saturday, is he going to play on Thursday, and we've talked about Jonathan Taylor not being out there. Halliburton's the opposite of that. <laughs> he is, yeah. I mean, he's, yeah he's playing but again, uh, in Which again, this is Team USA is like
3: C-Team to be totally honest with you. You know, yeah. there's a lot of guys have elected not to play in the World Cup before the Olympics next Year, but pretty impressive from the Pacers guard yesterday. It was their final exhibition game. Again, they come back to beat Germany, and now they're off to the Philippines for the World Cup here later this week. I am Kevin Bowen. He is Andy Sweeney. I I, I like the two truths and one lie from Mark Dykton. Uh, it is Icebreaker Day. <laughs> that was here. every first
4: college day. Hey, two truths and a lie. Stand up. Okay. And, and now let me
3: make sure I have this right. The wake up call with KB and Andy. Yes. Uh huh. And currently our Twitter page. Uh, let's just call it under construction for the uh-huh.
4: show yes very much but so. the plan
3: is to still have the same twitter page with obviously a new name the plan is to still have the same youtube channel same have uh, still have the same podcast page again we got to alter some of that uh but everything should be exactly where you are used to finding yeah, uh, yeah. all the graphics
4: have to be updated right uh-huh yeah. and how about are you saying my my makeshift i like it. logo with the coffee stain isn't isn't good it looked like my handwriting i know that's what that's what my wife said she's like just draw it with your hand ring. It looks like a child did it.
3: Andy, on Twitter, <laughs> is it the only Sweeney?
4: Is yeah, that right?
2: Yeah, and we can dive into that if you would like to at some point. What kind of reconstruction do I need to do to my Twitter page? Okay. Uh, if you guys want to, you know, if we want to carve out between Anthony Richardson, Jim Irsay, uh, and uh, Jonathan Taylor, and Notre Dame football, of course, conversation, uh, we can do that. Like, do I change the name? Um, I, I mean, I just put Beer Guy up there, so I've been getting a lot of criticism on that. Like I need to know what's gonna make people happy around here. Like, what what do you do? What are I don't you know. Criticism for? I don't know. I was like, ah, oh, you're a beer stomp. Like, I don't know. I, I, you know, in Louisville, I didn't change this for years. Like, I've had that. <laughs> I've had that name for for years upon years. I mean, do I do it like
4: at Sweeney the fan? Uh, what about that? Do people like when you do that? No, like, I, 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 think you're okay because Kevin's ha- Kevin's Twitter handles are old station like ID oh, still. Just, you know, cabo and 1070 ten seventy's gone. My got to be rich in history. Yeah, you know. Okay. You can't celebrate your history, Mark. What can you celebrate? I mean, come on, this is Notre Dame football
3: here. you got to celebrate your history or else you got nothing really to (laughs) celebrate. Uh, Good Monday morning to you, by the way. This week is one of those weeks where you just – the workout is just walking to the car. Uh, Glasses fogged up. I was sweating by the time I got to the car. Boy, I'm thinking about high school football practice this week. I mean, all the high school athletes that go outside from a cross-country soccer standpoint, it is going to be absolutely brutal here in Indianapolis. Good Monday morning to you. Thanks for tuning in. The Wake Up Call with KB and Andy right here on 93.5 107.5 The Fan.
2: Uh, In just a few minutes, hanging out with you, the wake-up call, KB and Andy.
3: Everything seems to be going well. Halfway through, KB, you feeling good about that? Feeling good. Energy is absolutely on point here on this Monday morning. (laughs) Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a good thing. Very
2: good thing. It's the number one thing that I have. So you know, I mean, come on. When you don't have a lot, that's what you do. Let's go to the Payless Liquors hotline. Uh, I always love talking with Greg Doyle. It's going to be my first time talking with Greg Doyle. Uh, Greg, first of all, good morning. Uh, Second of all, I think the last time I. I spoke with you uh, on the radio was back uh, in Louisville when you were at CBS. And I think he got Kentucky fans angry at you, which, you know, I love. So uh, a good morning and thank you so much for joining us here, hanging out with us.
1: Andy, that doesn't sound like me
2: at all. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> surprised you ever. Uh, I think Twitter got rid of so many tweets. I did try to go back, uh, and this would have been, you know, damn near what seven, eight, nine years ago to try to find uh, some of those conversations, but uh, obviously could not. Uh, before KB takes over, I, you know, just for me reading your article, uh, and we've obviously been talking a lot about it this morning, Greg, and that is the frustration with the Colts, uh, the frustration, uh, damn near shadiness, not playing Richardson, not letting any one no and then the football side of things hey this guy played and started what 13 games at Florida gotta get this guy ready he is your starter for week one uh when it became official that he was not going to play on Saturday obviously I read your article but for maybe those that haven't uh you were pretty strong I guess looking at that what did you think when you saw Richardson wasn't going to play
1: well first of all let's let's talk for a moment about the reaction of, of some people, and, and you know Twitter and even talk radio, you don't know what it means when you hear from people. You don't know if, if one cockroach equals a 1,000 or, or just one. But I've got people, a lot of people, telling me I'm wrong and calm down and the Colts are doing the right thing. And wait a minute, the Colts just didn't play their quarterback who needs all the game action he can get, even if he's getting some snaps and hanging the ball off. Just get used to NFL speed and flow. And... Their only home game in the preseason, which fans have to pay for to get season tickets, cost a lot of money, didn't tell anybody, and he just dropped out in the field with Gardner Minshew. Meanwhile, all these fans, 50,000 or more, 50,000 people don't go to preseason games. They don't. They came for this one. You know why? To see Richardson, and I bet a lot of them who'd already bought their ticket, but still have a lot of parking, it's a lot of food, it's a lot of cost. To watch Gardner Minshew go 13 for 12, which is great, Gardner, that's a, that's a percentage of 114% accuracy. That's great. I hope I never see you play again.
3: <laughs> Greg, I'm not one that usually, I think, goes down this path. So I, I just thought the Colts kind of handled this pretty shady as well. Like Wednesday, okay, Shane Steichen, no comments. Then he was on the media availability for Thursday after their final joint practice. Then all of a sudden he doesn't talk after that final practice. And then we hear no announcement from Thursday all the way up until game time on the preseason plan for Richardson or the starter. I, it just smelled to me like we want people to be in the building so we're not going to say if Anthony Richardson is playing or not. And that rubs me the wrong way.
1: They even had Richardson on the field more than an hour before kickoff, in, in case there were any fans you know, debating, do I do this or not, on the field, dressed out, handing the ball off to running backs in practice. like It looked like he was going to play. So my point there is well, but it's it's important to get him acclimated to preseason games. Okay, then let him on the field and play. You know, if you think it's important enough to actually have him dress out and get on the on the warm up field and all that because he he's got so little experience, but then you're going to tell me, but he doesn't need to actually take a snap with fifty thousand people watching and national TV cameras on him. Re- really, that that makes no sense. I was in in you know, it's not your way to go after them like you just did, like you said. Um, and I, and I don't, I'm not sure you're right about that. You're you're very fair and critical in these teams deserve that but it's not my way necessarily to defend them but in on one point i will and and truth is i wrote this after the game like immediately i wrote what you just said and and steichen was scheduled to speak to the media thursday and there he was not talking to the media and what do you think that means was he hiding the fact that you know so i wrote that well the colts let me know right away hey you're wrong here what happened was according to them that richardson was named the starter earlier in the week for the season and that was a big deal and they made Steichen available, I guess, an extra time or something, and because of that, he just wasn't gonna speak Thursday. They never told us that. So if that is that's what they're telling me, and I'm not gonna ever say they lied to me like that. So I, I think that explains that part. I took that out of my story. Once they told me, hey, this is why this happened. I thought it's not fair for me to hammer them in my story. They they do enough things to hammer them for. I don't need that.
2: (laughs) Greg Doyle with us here on The Fan. The people that are coming back at you saying, Greg, you're way off base, or KB, you're way off base. Is that because just so many people believe in the construct of, hey, Steichen knows what he's doing with quarterbacks, and
1: they're going to believe in their team no matter what? No, it's because Twitter's where idiots go to be heard. No, it's just because (laughs) people, seriously, it's people. You know, Twitter allows, and I've done this, I mean, Andy, you and I go back way back, so you've seen me at my worst. Um, this is actually me controlled at my worst at CBS. I was out of control, and I, I was the dummy being heard on Twitter. That was me because no one ever told me, "Hey, dummy, you're you're not as smart as you think you are." I, I've you know it took me into my 40s to learn. You know what? I'm not as smart as I thought I was. Twitter's where people go to to actually defend the undefensible because they want to, like defending Elon Musk. Why? Because he's a billionaire. Oh, is that good enough? Oh, his billion dollars means that he's right about everything. No, it doesn't. They defend the Colts because, well, that's my team, and my team is never on. That's what I love about fans. What I love about fans is that there are 32 NFL teams, and one NFL team can do something awful. And fans of 31 of them go, wow, that's awful. The fans of Team 32, they all circle the wagons. You're all wrong. And every fan base takes its turn doing that. And I'm not saying the whole fan base. I heard from a lot of people saying, what are the Colts doing? I'm not saying it's everybody. It's just... If you're if you're listening, and by now you probably you, you probably put put me on mute. Congratulations! But if you're listening, and you're one of the people defending the Colts for what they did with Richardson the other night, I suggest you look up Stockholm Syndrome, and if you're wondering, am I talking about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about you.
3: He is the one and only Greg Doyle. He's with us here on the Payless Lickers Hotline, obviously Indy Star sports columnist. I know that the article was Anthony Richardson-centric, centric, should say the column, was Anthony Richardson-centric on Saturday. Uh, did you catch any of Jim Irsay's Jonathan Taylor comments on where things stand entering this week?
1: Yeah, and he didn't say anything. Um, I mean, I saw I saw breathless reports on Twitter. Of course, where else where else do you look that said Urza Taylor will rejoin the team this week? Yeah, well, how about some context? He's been with the team off and on for a month. Rejoining the team does not mean on the field practicing. Rejoining the team just means he's going to stop pouting long enough to come back. He's going to stop rehabbing an ankle that apparently is hurt badly enough that he still can't play. He's on the pup list. It's very strange. How about we use the, t- the fact that this guy had ankle surgery seven months ago, surgery that people come back from in about two months max. He, he still allegedly can't play, allegedly has to go get treatment somewhere else, and that's his bargaining leverage to go get a, a max contract right now, to go get a big extension? It makes, it makes no sense at all, but he is being advised by a kindergartner. Like His, his agent now is a guy who, in all seriousness, made his bones representing pro wrestlers. And so his agent right now is the guy that that's the, op, that's the water he swims in. So we come, it's kind of like Zach Brown and McLaren. Like, we don't do things that way, Zach. We don't do things like that way here. And there's a one. Do you wonder why Alex Plo finally got sick of you, Zach Brown? Because we don't do things like that around here. And Malky Kawa, whatever your name is, we don't do things like you're doing them here, Malky. And Jonathan Taylor, for you to not understand, because he's the smartest guy in the room. He really is. Jonathan Taylor, his IQ against mine, you give me 30 points and I might catch up to him. He's way too smart to have that idiot defending him.
3: You think Taylor eventually, I, I don't know if caves is the right word, but do you eventually think he gets out there to practice here coming up in the next few weeks and is out there week one?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's, he's too smart. He, he, all you gotta do is look at Le'Veon Bell. How, how does that work when you're a running back at the height of your career, whatever that is, and you take off an entire year, how does, how does that play out? It doesn't, it doesn't work. And it's not going to work for him, and, and the Colts aren't going to cave. You know, Jim Irsay, I say that, I be, you know, in five minutes they could cave, but Jim Ursay, the way he does his business, he, he cares about a lot of things, including obviously fans, and he cares about the players more than most owners. He does. But he also, he, he realizes he's not Daniel Snyder or Jerry Jones operating in a vacuum. Like, I don't care what the other owners think. I'm going to do it this way. No, no, he, he wants to be fair to everybody, and that includes not jacking up the running back market. He sees what the market is. And the running back market makes sense. We've all been talking about how running backs are devalued for five years. And no one ever said it's not fair what's happening to running backs. No, for five years, everybody's been saying, well, that's what happens. Because, look, you replace this guy with that guy, and and everything continues as planned. People are only now starting to take the side of running backs because they're starting to pout about it. Let's go support a guy making $10 million a year. even though the market says that he's not that valuable. I don't care what the numbers say on the back of his football card. Teams don't win and lose because your running back leads the league in rushing. It doesn't happen that way. And let's look at what the Colts have done with Jonathan Taylor being great. It doesn't happen that way. So my point is Ursay is not going to cave because he owes it to the other owners. And I'm saying in this one specific case, Ursa is right. And so Taylor, as smart as he is, is going to cave. If that means firing his agent, then fire your agent, Jonathan, if you're even in town listening. Because one thing I can't stand seeing, and I, I, there's no way I'm the one who notices this, every photo and video clip you see of Taylor on the sideline at practice, he's scowling. I mean, it is, he looks like a twelve year old who's who's got cotton candy taken away from him? I mean, he looks like a he looks ridiculous over there. Then stay away, Taylor. Stay away.
2: Greg Doyle with us uh, here on the fan on a Monday going up until 10 o'clock how daunting you know we've talked early on the September schedule not only the, the you know the season opener but just the September schedule Jacksonville uh, a playoff team at Baltimore coming up at the beginning of, of October uh, you know just how daunting with how they've handled Richardson uh Taylor his health is he holding in is he going to be ready you know if there's under two weeks for him to kind of ramp things up you know how daunting how nervous do you think fans should be uh, that they won't be ready to start the season? There could be some bad play.
1: Well, for for sure, but I don't think it may even matters who they're playing. Although, yes, the, the the hill just gets steeper. But I don't know who the worst teams are in the NFL. Okay, the Texans, they could play the Texans the next four weeks in a row. And I'd say, would, would you take two and two? Yeah, I would. I would yeah. definitely Agreed. take two and two in a heart heartbeat. Yeah. I'd probably bet on one and three. Wouldn't be surprised by zero and four. This is... It's got some star power, but but all the star power is is affected. Taylor's injured and out. Jack Leonard, you know, hasn't played in in almost a year and hasn't been the same in two years. Quentin Nelson hasn't been the same. So we can look at this team and say, but all the Pro Bowl guys, all the all the one guy they've got that's dominating and playing at his level is DeForest Buckner. That's the guy. Everybody else is just a guy. Zaire Franklin had a nice year last year. He did. How many how many games the Colts win? He's a guy. They're all their whole roster is full of guys that are just a guy. It's just. What is a uh, Vorp war? Does football have this uh, like value over replacement <laughs> player or whatever? The Colts have a bunch of guys, and that's with everybody on the field. So, unless Anthony, here's what's going to happen this year Anthony Richardson is going to by himself win two or three games, he's going to buy himself lose four or five games, and then the Colts are going to lose the rest because there's not good enough. It's Greg Doyle.
3: He's with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Greg, Pacers fans have an actual gripe for just one nationally televised game, or you need to start showing up in the playoffs before you have a real gripe on that.
1: Uh, let me let me real quick before I I want to back up because I know the way I said that I wouldn't blame anybody if they thought, "Oh, is he down on Richardson?" No, I'm not down on Richardson at all. You're 21 years old. You've you got 13 starts. Your own team won't even play in the preseason to get you used to things. You're going to win some games because you're that good. But you're going to lose some games because you're that wrong. So it's, it's understandable. And, and let me say that when he loses some games, I'm, I'm going to be patient with him. You know, not, not like it really matters what I do, but, but I do have people you'd be surprised on Twitter. Greg, we, this year we need you to be, okay, I'll be patient. I will. I get it. I like Richardson. I don't expect him to be Peyton Manning year four, you know. So anyway, I, I I'm a Richardson guy, but it, it, that's what's going to happen. They're going to go three and 14 and he's going to win all three of them and, the, and he's going to help them lose about half the others and they're going to lose the rest because they stink. So as far as Pacers fans, no, I, I, I don't, you know, I heard JMV the other day uh, saying, and I don't, you know, I, I don't remember, you know, what I said last week. So I don't remember what he has said over, over the years, but he said a couple of days ago that in the past, he's complained about the Pacers getting the short end of the stick on national TV and all that. And he says, I'm done, I'm done doing that. It sounds like you're whining and maybe it is whining. And that's how I kind of feel too. I, I, I think gauging, gauging less, less complain about the Pacers can't get, tier one free agents even take their phone calls. Let's complain about that. But ESPN putting them on TV, not putting them on TV, I, I don't care. That's I don't care. I don't care much either way. But but certainly, the Patriots, for anybody around here to complain about the Patriots getting the short shift on uh, national TV games, it's kind of like Jonathan Taylor with a bum ankle complaining about not getting a huge salary. It doesn't, you can't have one and then do the other. You can't do both.
3: Greg, we'll end with this and appreciate your time on this Monday morning. Uh any advice for Andy Sweeney as he descends Uh-oh. upon the Indianapolis media landscape? Yeah, Greg, help me out here, man.
2: What do I need to know?
1: Well, here's what you need to know is that I you know I clicked on you guys and, and your and your your Twitter bio and all that and uh-oh. And then, Andy, I clicked on yours, and I thought, why is Justin Turner his avatar, and, and why is Justin Turner holding what appears to be an uncircumcised cigar <laughs> in his avatar? So- I got really nervous there for
3: <laughs> for a second there, Greg. <laughs> Justin I Turner? I would take
1: that as a compliment, Andy. Oh, I'll take that, yeah.
2: I got no problem with that. That was at the Kentucky Turner Derby. Holding- that was at the Derby, uh, Greg, if you're wondering why I looked like a, like an a-hole. That, that's why. He was at the <laughs> Kentucky Derby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> holding your uncircumcised... Yes, Mark, hold that seven-second delay. The uncircumcised cigar in your lefty. So you're a lefty, huh? No, I'm a righty.
2: I'm a righty. I need to change that damn photo. I don't know what other photo. What do what grown men? I, I don't like my, like, glossy headshot. We haven't got our photos back from our uncomfortable well, yeah, photo, shoot, photo shoot, shoot, Greg, that we did last week. So I don't know what grown men put in their avatar You used to have a grown cartoon, right, grown right Greg? Grown men,
1: grown men put pictures of themselves sparring with Chris Lytle. That's what grown men do. Yeah, and then get teased. Oh, you think you're a tough guy because you're sparring Chris Lytle? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. And, and don't be scared of me. I won't hurt you unless you want me to. But otherwise, <laughs> I'll, I'll be nice to you. I promise. Don't don't be scared.
3: One and only Greg Doyle, oh, Indianapolis man. Star columnist. Greg, thank you for the time this morning. Uh, I feel like I haven't seen you in a in a few days. Hopefully, see you soon
1: over the Colts complex. I love you guys, Scheffler and Justin Turner. You're the best.
2: All right, final hour. drivehubler.com studios, hanging out with you. One more hour to go. We got you to ten. Reminder: Jake takes over at noon. Cannot wait to see what he does there uh, in the midday's, and then the Godfather himself. Is that okay to call him JMV? Is, wow, the Godfather. He, I don't is, know if I've ever heard that. Is it okay to bend the knee to him a little bit? Hello? He's, he's always you're wearing, doing it. He's always wearing basketball shorts, which is uh, the radio dream, if you will. He, is. he looks that, like that's the way. That's the way that I look Could at we get it. Get some
3: odds on Jake oversleeping. Is, a... is he up now?
4: I doubt it. That's like two hours before his alarm is supposed to go. Eleven a.m. wake up call. (laughs) Eleven o (laughs) five. Eleven o
2: five. God bless him.
4: Joel A. Erickson. When's the last
3: time you woke up at eleven o five a.m.? It's a great question. We got him, Mark. Sorry. Yes. There we go. Sorry, Mark was a little slow on the button there, Joel. Uh, (laughs) The last time you woke up at eleven o five a.m.
0: Uh, it's got to be. I mean, we got to be talking like. A decade, maybe longer. Like I I can't remember the last time I woke up at eleven oh five. five. I mean my kids aren't eleven, but definitely no chance since since I had kids, but I think even before that. Yeah,
3: I, I my body won't allow me to make it past like seven thirty eight, the rare instance my kids either sleep in or you know, spending the night somewhere else.
0: Even even some of those games like when we've been up. Uh, after covering like a, a midnight Colts game or something like that, and then you get up at 4 or something like that, or you go to bed at 4, I usually end up getting up at nine, ten, like – My body will not allow me
2: to go to 11. Joel Erickson with us, Pay Less Liquors Hotline. First of all, Joel, uh, hey, great to meet you. (laughs) Haven't done so so (laughs) in person. Yeah, by the way, Uh, Andy Andy, Joel, Joel Andy. Yeah, so it's (laughs) always fun introing somebody. What's up, man? How how are you? I guess uh, we've been talking all morning about Anthony Richardson, obviously uh, not playing on Saturday when you saw that that was going to come to fruition. What was your reaction? How do you think the Colts have handled it?
0: I was initially surprised I, I, just because just because they've said so much about you know what this what this quarterback needs more than anything else is to play they they, they keep saying that over and over again um, so I, I was surprised they didn't play him um, in terms of like in the grand scheme of things is it going to make or break Anthony Richardson's season career that kind of thing no it's probably not that big a deal it, it was just surprising given. Uh, given that everything they've said before and kind of the way some other teams have handled rookie quarterbacks. I I believe Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud played at least a little bit in their Mm -hmm. games after joint practices. So uh, I was surprised.
3: Again, he's Joel Erickson. He's with us here from the Indianapolis Star. Joel, I tried to make the young child analogy. Andy's welcoming in his first kid here in a couple months. Like, I remember when both of our kids started to scoot backwards for the first time. It's like, wait, is that crawling? Are they, oh my gosh, they're going to be walking tomorrow. I feel like the Jonathan Taylor news from yesterday of he's back with the team and he's traveling to Philly is like, the, the little infant starting to scoot. like it, It's not baby steps, but it is at least a step in the right direction. Am I making too much of it, too little of it? What did you make of uh, Shane Sykin saying that Taylor will be back and he'll uh, travel to Philly?
0: Um, I think it kind of resets the status quo. We don't know what the personal matter was that he was dealing with last week. Um, him being with the team, not doing anything is kind of where we were. Uh. So I almost look at it as to, to use another uh, baby thing, maybe like a sleep progression. Um, but it went through it went through kind of a sleep regression, and, and not to say that it, not to trivialize whatever Taylor went through last week, but sure, um, it, we're back to we're back to um, kind of where we were, and you know Jim Mercer's comments on Saturday night during the game um, sounded hopeful. And then at the same time, the, the calm the waters comment made me wonder, like, where exactly are we with this, you know? And now, now for a long time there, it was, it was. There's still some time before the season, but now we're getting pretty close. Like, roster cuts are right, right around the corner.
2: Joel Erickson with us at Joel A Erickson. If you want to follow him on Twitter or X, at some point I gotta just. I don't know if I'll ever go X. Yeah, do we just conform and just say X? I I don't. I don't know if we're going to. Uh, He hangs out in the pay less liquors hotline. Uh, Quickly, how do you think it plays out here with Taylor? Uh, Urse has mentioned a couple different times. Well, you know, the CBA, uh, he's not going to want to do what the Browns did, and you know, kind of give a crazy deal like they did to Watson, which kind of you know starts all the dominoes with running backs. So, how you know what do you think happens here in the next week, week and a half or so?
0: Ultimately, ultimately, Jonathan Taylor's going to end up having to play. The, the way things are, are worked out, where he's not going to want that contract to to toll and have another year on it. So, unless he's traded, I think he's going to have to play. It's it's just not a great situation if you're a running back. If, I, I've said this before, but if he played a different position, if he played defensive end if he played wide receiver if he's if he's nick bosa holding out in san francisco not again taylor hasn't necessarily said he's holding out he's got a trade request in but we don't have the official holdout but if he's if he was in that situation where he's got a contract dispute and he plays one of those positions i think we know what was going to happen he was either going to get paid like that's the nick bosa thing or in the case of a, of a wide receiver like when Tyreek kill and Devontae adams had it you're going to get traded um uh, it just it just doesn't work the same way for running backs, and that's that's tough. That's tough for those guys, especially a guy like Taylor who, who nearly carried his team to the playoffs. Um, but it's just it's just kind of the way things are right now. And uh, unless unless they find a taker, unless they find somebody to trade him, it, it, I feel like he's going to end up playing at some point this season.
2: The most confusing thing for me, Joel, has been you know getting to this market and following it. You know, obviously now much more closely is what do you, what do we do with the injury? Uh, I mean, what do we, you know, real injury, not real injury, getting ready, ramping up. If he does have a week and a half, two weeks, how do we begin? You know, we, we, we've talked so much about the relationship between Ursay and Ballard and the, and Taylor and, the, you know, the Colts and everything else and all that is fine. But I just feel like the information around the injury is so very little. How do we begin to, you know, handicap that when we throw that into the equation?
0: Yeah, you just said it. It's it's almost impossible to handicap the injury when we don't have really any information on it. You know, uh, Shay, all Shane Sykin has essentially said is when he gets healthy, he'll be out there. Um, we know that he he left the team at one point to go see somebody about his rehab. But we, the last thing that we heard in the summer was you know that they were expect that he was hoping to be good to go. They're expecting him to be good to go. Um, it's Everything around the injury is, is super murky, and we don't have the – Colts, the Colts don't give out times. Not, not really any team gives out timetables this time of year. Um, but it doesn't seem like there's really a timetable for what the injury – we don't have a lot of information. Now, I think part of that is just we just haven't talked to Jonathan Taylor since June. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the guy at the center of all of this hasn't, hasn't spoken publicly since June, hasn't answered questions since June. So there's a lot of questions we don't, we don't have any insight from.
3: Joel, I was saying, and I don't want to beat the Taylor thing, you know, into the ground. But I guess I'll throw one more at you. I I assume he doesn't practice tomorrow. I mean, it's a joint practice with the Eagles, so that means we're going to get to this weekend. Like to Andy's point, it's starting to get to that. Okay, is two weeks enough time? You know, this is a guy that every NFL player, Joel, is obviously sensitive to their body. Taylor strikes me as a guy that's like hypersensitive. I. that, I think, is an element, based off how he handled his situation last year, and I guess understandably, it was a very start and stop, first time he's dealt with missed time in his football career. I'm very curious to that aspect of it. And again, there's an unknown in there, but like physically, how much time does he need to feel like he's ready to play in an actual game, considering the contract?
0: Yeah, that's kind of up to him, because we've seen guys, like Quentin Nelson and Carson Wentz a couple years ago You know, went through surgery on their on their feet, and then missed most of training camp, and ended up playing the opener. You know, and and obviously it's a little bit different for a running back, but we're still two weeks out. Like I think that there's probably a chance um, that he's ready to go physically from just in terms of two weeks would be enough of a ramp up time to give him maybe not 25 carries or 30 carries, but maybe 15 or something like that, but. kind of like you alluded to, it comes down to Taylor and what he feels comfortable with, what the coaches see from him. I I asked DeAndre Smith, the running backs coach, about this, and he kind of said, you know, it's a case-by-case basis. It's up to the player. Um, So there's probably enough time if you're coming off of an injury, uh, even after the joint practices, to, to get up and go for that. It's just, you know, how does Taylor feel? Where is this injury All these questions that we don't really have great answers to.
3: Yeah, him medically cleared and then him clearing himself, I think, could be two different things. That'll obviously be something to keep an eye on. Again, Joel Erickson is with us here from the Indianapolis Star. Joel, a week from Tuesday, roster cuts around the league. The Colts have the fourth spot in that waiver priority. So trying to claim, guys... Off other teams, I know a lot of those guys come and go, and we don't think anything of them. There's also names like Kenny Moore, Jack Doyle, Pierre Desir. I mean, some pretty meaningful Colts um, over the years that have been claimed at that time. Where would you be looking for position-wise for the Colts potentially to add?
0: Uh, I think I think there's a chance that they make a lot of claims, just given. Some of the the youth and how thin some of these spots on the roster are, and then and then just the waiver claim priority. Like you said, they're fourth in the waiver claim priority. They've got a chance to go get guys. I think they're probably looking at that as as an opportunity. And I would say offensive line uh, is, is a clear one for me that I think is is there's probably you, you probably want to go out and look at their, uh, cornerback, um, there cornerback. I think there's maybe an off chance of a running back. Depending on what they feel like they've gotten from the the uh, last, is running back is one of those spots where guys end up kind of piling up, and then preseason stars end up getting cut and stuff like that. So that's that's maybe a spot. Um, wide receiver with with Ashton Doolin going down. I think I think with Ashton Doolin going down, you got to be on the lookout for. I don't know what the what the you know offense defense position is, but some kind of Grant Stewart like like move where you're bringing in a guy whose job is to be a special teams ace and then help you in, a, in another spot somewhere else. Cause uh, losing Doolin from that part of the kicking game is, is very, very significant. That's one of the best gunners in the league. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think the Colts really want to go into the season with uncertainty around Rigoberto Sanchez as right-hand man.
2: Joel Erickson with us here on the fan. We got you until 10 o'clock. Um, I guess last one for me, Philly this week, do we what do you think they do how many starters uh, Anthony Richardson obviously the next couple days and I guess to pile on Joel you know what's going to be different you know they had the two practices with the bears and you know everyone's tired so you don't play the starters well now you're up against Philly who have the you know the best or the second best roster in the NFL what will you be watching this week
0: Well the biggest thing I think in terms of the preseason game is it's just one joint practice instead of two and so you know, they mentioned Steichen kept mentioning there's a lot of snaps, a lot of snaps. I think Richardson in the first team took about, or took roughly 70 snaps over two days. Well, I, I, I don't think there's a way that they can get 70 snaps in in one practice. So I think that there's maybe a chance, and Steichen kind of alluded to this that he was leaning towards playing the the starters at least a little bit against against Philadelphia in the preseason game. I think that that's probably part of it is is that it's just one practice, and you don't get quite as many snaps as you would in a, in a two-joint practice scenario. Um, the the, the one-joint practice is weird, but we've, we've seen some other weird stuff going on. I, I don't know uh, if you guys have seen it, but the, the Saints and Texans just canceled theirs. Yeah, I, I can't so remember the, the last time I've seen that.
2: Yeah, so the Jets. Uh, Teams are fighting, that's why.
3: <laughs> Everyone's getting into a fighting camp. There, there, there wasn't a reason why. Saints-Texans given? No. Was there not?
0: Uh, they said they said that the Texans decided that they were they were too banged up. Essentially, they they felt like they were huh. um, they were dealing with a lot of injuries and, and didn't want to get into a joint practice scenario. Which I, I will say, I, this is just anecdotal. I don't have any. I don't have any numbers to back this up off the top of my head, but it does feel like serious injuries tend to happen in those joint practices, KB. Yeah, I, certainly.
3: I mean, the Colts had, what, two torn AC or two season-ending knee injuries on the first day with Ashton Doolin and Genard Avery. Okay, last one from me, Joel, um, and again, appreciate the time on this Monday morning. Doug in the YouTube chat mentioned this, and I, I think I have it right, but I know you probably know the answer to this. Let's say Jonathan Taylor starts the season still on the pup list. That that is four weeks you've got to spend on that, and then from there you either get called up to the 53-man roster or you're on injured reserve for the rest of the year. Is that right? Uh,
0: I think they moved that around um, a little bit a couple years ago, and but I think you're right. I think it's four weeks, and then and then they could bring him off whenever they whenever they do it.
3: I mean, technically, this is a big technically, Joel, and I don't know what it would do for him. But if he stayed on pup and then went on IR, he would still hit free agency next year, right? Just because you're on injured reserve doesn't mean you correct. wouldn't get correct. in a in a cured season, correct?
0: That's that's correct. If you're on injured reserve, uh, it doesn't affect it doesn't affect that.
3: Uh, now that would be uh, a huge, you know, whatever wrench in this this entire soap opera. But who knows?
0: Keeping him on pup, though, in terms of the Colts, the Colts' kind of message lately has been, we want to get him on the field. I think Chris Ballard kind of said that in an interview last week too. And you know that that pup with the because once you're on it, you're on it for those however for those weeks. Like a lot of times, I think they end up holding on to guys off of pup because they have they have especially early in the season, you have some inactive spots. And you you kind of play the hope hope it gets better quickly. So, obviously, whatever Taylor wants to do is is the complication here. But we we don't that's the, again we keep coming back to it. But it's the hard part. We don't we don't know. We haven't talked to it. Yeah
3: yeah. Uh, last last one. Six wideouts or four tight ends. Ooh. Four
0: tight
3: ends. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of there with you. I think it's five wideouts, four tight ends, and um, what does that do for Mike Strong? Those wideouts so late in the game. James Washington, the, the new guy, former second round pick, he had a nice uh, deep ball catch from Sam Ellinger. All right, Joel, great stuff, man. Uh, congrats to your Brewers and winning the NL Central. And we'll talk to you uh, next oh. week. <laughs> I, I wouldn't
0: I wouldn't count those chickens yet. I'm still terrified. He's I'm trying to jinx you. They're gonna it. He's trying it's to It's over. Jinx you, Series
3: over. Series over. Thank you, Joel. Okay. Thanks, guys.